Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or depending on when you're listening, good afternoon or good evening. This is Drinks with Dub. I'm your host, N-Dub, a.k.a. Dub City. Thank you for tuning in and allowing me into your home, your car, the gym, the kitchen, uh, the barn. If you're doing some farm work, I don't know. Wherever it is you choose to listen to the show, thank you for doing so. And if you have not already done so, you can hit the button on your listening platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Go ahead and hit the button that says like, subscribe, follow, add the show to your favorites. Whatever it is you got to do, go ahead and do that so you stay in the loop when new episodes are available. And also, if you have not already, feel free to follow me on various forms of social media there's a link in the description that'll take you to tiktok or instagram and facebook all those good places follow me there have some fun subscribe whatever it is it tells you to do go ahead and do that uh now this show that you're about to hear is not the show well it is the show i plan but it's not the show it's kind of out of order so to speak uh I did not plan on having uh, Miss Rachel vote on what is going to end up being three weeks in a row, but that's the way it's going to work out because for the past week, the kids have been at home due to COVID uh, shutting down the school for a period of time, and then there was an ice storm that was supposed to come in, so they closed for an extra day. So my four days off from work when I planned to do a new episode, I did not get to do that because I had the kids here doing one doing virtual school and one as a rambunctious three-year-old, so did not get the work done that I intended. So last week, Rachel was on, and I intended to have at least one episode in between having her back. But that didn't work out. So you're going to hear part one of the conversation I had with Miss Rachel. Uh, Say part one because we talked for a lot longer than we intended to. So I had to break it up into two parts. So this week you're going to hear part one of that episode. Uh, Next week you'll hear part two of that episode or conversation. The conversation is broken up into two episodes. It's one conversation. We didn't stop talking, but I had to cut it up and... All that good stuff, blah, 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 blah. But be that as it may, we decided, or I decided it's my show. Uh, we had a good conversation about race in America and culture and taking some of the principles that she talked about last week in bettering yourself and becoming a better person and sort of applied some of those topics to society as a whole is how what can we do better to get over this racial divide that still exists in today's society. So great conversation as always, whether we talk on air, off air, love talking to Rachel. So you're going to hear part one of that this week, part two of that next week. So now that I got that out the way, you know what you know what you're getting. No further ado, go ahead, hit my music. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is I. It is just I. Well, it's not just I. I don't have the peanut gallery with me, but I have my good friend Rachel is here. Rachel, say hi to the people. Hello. Uh, Rachel is back. She was with us uh, a couple of weeks ago. If you haven't already done so, go back and listen to that episode. It's entitled 
uh, R. Kelly did it. Uh, if you <laughs> if you listen to that episode, you don't you know why it's called that. If you haven't listened, yeah. then listen and you'll know why. But Rachel, for those who don't know, give them a quick rundown of who you are and what it is you do. <laughs> I knew that was the episode name and it still caught me off guard. Uh, so yeah, my name is Rachel Vote, and I am so glad to be back and I am appreciative that you've had me back. Thank you so much. So um, <clears throat> I have proclaimed that my official title is now intimacy coach. That was something I was struggling with even the last time we talked. So I, I made this proclamation because I've just learned that as cliche as it is, you're supposed to live your truth and people are awkward about intimacy, but it's getting better. So that's what I do. Started um, in the in-home business uh, or party business, I should say, of pure romance doing those kinds of parties, if you've heard about them. Um, but it transformed everything that I have become into this coach, which is way more than a party. And um, you and I go way back since we were 16 and we've been able to maintain a friendship and we're both doing the growth thing and the entrepreneurship and we want to build our own stuff. And that's just kind of where we're at together now. I think that's a little bit closer or a faster version than my 15 minutes last time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I and just... <laughs> For those of you, if you didn't listen last time, go back and listen to that episode and you'll hear more about that. But yeah. uh, that's old news. We're here for today. Yes. It, it is um, It is Black History Month. Oh! And so the obvious thing for me to do is have a white person on the show. That's, uh, <laughs> and a woman, no less. Yes. So that's, that's what we do. It's Black History Month and I have a white woman as a guest. But... Uh, <laughs> If you listened, uh, if you listened last time, we kind of touched on it. If you didn't listen, uh, like Rachel said, she is an intimacy coach, life coach. Uh, her official, I guess, brand, I guess, mm. if, if that's what you call it, a good girl's guide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so, and kind of what she does is, you know, coaches people on various things, life-related, yada, 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 blase, blase, growth, development, and all that. And so... At the end of the episode, because we knew, because get this, people, long-time listeners, pay attention to this. I had a plan. Woo! Yeah, I, exactly. I had a plan. I knew I wanted her to do that episode and this one. But so what we wanted to do for Black History Month is to, you know, have a conversation about race and sort of hear her, how her principles that she teaches people individually will apply to the society that we live in and trying to become a a better a better fit a more cohesive america if you will yeah you said that beautifully thank you thank you thank you i winged it all good well i mean it's something i struggle with i mean it's you know we were kind of giggling about this but my husband did ask me hey what's your podcast topic tonight i said it's called getting racial with rachel and he looked at me and i said i didn't name it <laughs> Like, I didn't have the audacity, okay? <laughs> so uh, it is it is very special to be here, to even be considered for a platform like this, because this is something that, you know, you've allowed me to reach out to you and say, like, hey, can I ask a white person question, which is asinine, but I, it's, it's my responsibility to educate myself, but it is nice to have an ally because I want to do it the right way, and I want to make sure that if I have a platform that I'm being responsible with it and not to make any assumptions that I know anything because I don't. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that's, I mean, that's the thing, you know what I mean? Um, I don't, you know, you say it's asinine to, you know, ask a white person question, but it's really not, you know what I mean? I think, 
that's a that's a big thing just in life itself is to be willing to ask for help and to be able to admit that you don't know things and to then be able to seek out that information you know however that you know you need to do that whether that's looking it up reading a book watching a youtube video or you know asking somebody that you think knows and finding out that information i think that would go a long way in you know this world that we live in yeah for sure i agree that's that's, that's exactly what it is it's the ego of i can't look stupid so i'm gonna just run with my belief system and call it right and it's like no bro like you don't really understand what you're missing by keeping yourself in your box that's the problem yeah you know what i mean because like like that's that's that is that's the thing I see a lot is people that you know they do want to stay in their comfort zone, mm-hmm. and they're okay with their comfort zone, and you can tell when things make them uncomfortable, and yeah. they're uncomfortable, and then they get uncomfortable about being uncomfortable because they don't want to seem like they're uncomfortable for the wrong reason. Yeah, and it just it snowballs from there. That right, you know, it's you know a fear. It's almost a fear of fear. Yeah, 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 which just compounds on top of each other, makes that shell harder and worse to get through. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I mean, you talked about, you know, having, you know, you have having a platform and wanting to do things responsible, wanting to be an ally, have an ally. You know, let me let me ask you this, you know, because you're, let's see, I'll be 37 this year. So <laughs> you're 35, 36, right in there. Yeah, I just turned 36 in November. Yes, that's what I was thinking. So, you know, as a 36-year-old white female from the Midwest, Mm -hmm. when did race first present itself to you? When did you know that there was this thing called race and racism and all that goes along with it? Yeah, so um, I I would have to say that I find myself fortunate and I – this might feel egotistical to say, but I grew up in the trailer park to start. So I already knew of the discrepancies of class without even knowing that when I was a kid. So I was already an outsider there. Plus I was an overweight child. Um, so I was like on the outskirts of the outskirts. So like with, again, all ego aside, sometimes I feel like I relate to, I usually, like maybe that's why I feel like you and I relate so well, so don't take this the wrong way, but like I feel sometimes linear with men of color, not women of color, but like men of color sometimes, because I understand some of the atrocities that can happen just for existing, but not to that level, and I would never say that. So that that presented itself to me when I lived in the trailer park because I was actually best friends. My family was best friends with a Native American family. So um, race was visible to me at that time, but racism was not something that really hit me until I was about third or fourth grade because I lived two houses up from these rednecks, like quite literal rednecks, but they didn't live on a farm. It was city folk. Um, And they were, I I knew they were instigating me, but it was just this topic about conversation. Oh man, I couldn't even tell you. I can just feel my, I can feel my blood boiling in this memory about people of color being here to be slaves or something. And I got so angry and I was like, if it wasn't for your lazy ass motherfucking like relatives who brought these people here anyways, I shouldn't say these people, but I got so angry and I was so young that, it, you know, and they were laughing at me and, you know, my brother and sister are kind of like, oh geez, like let it, this is not that big of a deal. And I'm like, why aren't you more mad? Like, this is ridiculous. And so 
you know, it did start from a young age, but that, that almost sometimes feels fake to even tell that story. Cause again, it's like, who am I to have the audacity to care? Cause it's not something that happened to me, but I know, I know that it's, that's an important responsibility to have that extension of empathy towards another human race. But that was, that was a huge weight at that time to try to understand, you know? Um, so I, I would say that I, I feel very blessed to know a lot of people walks of life wise, um, sexuality, gender, color, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I'm still learning every single day and I will, I will 1000%. I need, I need a t-shirt. I need a sweatshirt. I need a throw blanket that says everything I've learned about race and racism is from women and people, especially of color and indigenous uh, folk on TikTok. like no jokes, real history. I've learned through TikTok. Yeah. And let's, I'm going to, I'm going to sidebar real quick because you are the one that got me on TikTok. Um, I don't know if it was the first time or the second time that I did your podcast, you were, you know, telling me about TikTok on and it. Yes. how, you know, and how it works and you got to be on TikTok and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to be the grumpy old man, like, ah, I'm not doing what these kids are doing. And, and I was the same way. <laughs> and it's like, and, yep. you know, but there was a part of me that knew like, okay, if I'm going to be doing, you know, yep. online content and stuff, I need to be where the people are. Let me see what this yeah. TikTok thing is all about. And, yeah. okay, I'll play around. And now here I am on it and posting videos and, you know, just enjoying the, the world of TikTok. So for yeah. those of you that if you're following me on TikTok and watching some of those videos, you can thank Rachel for that. She's the one that steered me in that direction. But... Um, but yeah, TikTok is, it's, it's definitely, there is a lot of stuff on there, Mm -hmm. um, people wise and information wise. And, you know, I think it is a really good platform for people to, to speak and to, and to listen, you know, and you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. People are learning. Yes. Yes. People, you know, people are definitely you know, learning. Um, I just, I just discovered the guy on TikTok. Um, I can't think of the exact name off the top of my head, but it's, I think it's something about good English. Oh yeah. 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 It's a black dude. And he, he breaks down like Ebonics and yes. And how to properly pronounce words. Yes. How to properly pronounce words and why this saying is, you know, all that stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, like, this this is literally me like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it makes all the sense in the world to hear it broken down in an educational language yep. you know what i mean yeah yeah but you know yeah, there's there's two sides of tiktok for that's for damn sure but you find out real quick who you are when you start to understand the algorithm of for you page and you know i i feel divinely validated by my page so, you know, I know I'm not doing enough action yet. I'm I'm still building the confidence up to do more of that. But the things that I'm seeing, it just feels right. I get like the truth bumps when I, you know, somebody tells me something. I'm like, that makes so much more sense than what I was taught. It's just if you're doing it right, it has it has the power to. I mean, it has made change. It's made change in its presence, which is just insane. Right. You know because. I think most people, when they see TikTok, like you said, there's two sides of everything. All we see is the, you know, the viral trends and the silly videos and, you know, all that stuff, which 
all that stuff is well and good and that's fun. You know what I mean? But like you said, to, to have a serious side to it, I think, you know, yeah. is definitely a good thing. Yeah. Um, but and, and I want to just add this on real quick. So I don't know if any of your listeners struggle with this, but I know like, obviously my, my crowd's predominantly feminine. So they do with this feeling of not enough or too much or whatever. If you're somebody who doesn't really support capitalism or you're just like really tired of working for a wage, like TikTok not only validates that that's not the way we're supposed to live, but it also validates creator content. Like they're doing it back backwards. They, they used to do it where TikTok was paying content creators, but now they're putting it on the people, which is stupid as shit. And it's not a surprise, but it's the same, same token. It really spotlights that that's what we're here to do. We're here to create, we're here to share. We're not here to make somebody else rich. And I really truly feel like more presence of that in 2022 is where it's going to be. And people are going to see the value of that. So you know, I just like to just throw that in there because I, especially for, I mean, I know that's what you're doing too. And having left your corporate job after such a long period of time, having seen you be represented already in some form of TikTok and understanding that you do have a gift to share. Oh man. Can you even imagine where you're going to be in a year from now? I can't, oh, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Like I said, it's, like I said, it's, it's become, it's become a, you know, a very fun outlet for me. Like, and I, ha- I haven't done much on there. I haven't posted much. I'm, I don't know, maybe 10, 12 videos, but just seeing the ideas and then making something my own and, you know, a lot of it's quick and easy to, to do, you know what I mean? Like, I like that, you know, I, I like yeah. being creative. Um, I think the last time I was on your podcast, I was, just, I actually just reached out to you and be like, Hey, I need to be creative in some way. <laughs> Can yeah. I be on the podcast? Like, and yes. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, on a woohoo side, a lot of people don't realize um, what I'm learning consistently on the spiritual side of things is that our purpose, our purpose as beings, is forgiveness. We're here to learn how to forgive. We don't, we don't ascend until we do. We stuck, we're stuck here in reincarnation until we figure it out. But while we're here as Earth beings, we're meant to create. That's, that's it. And, and I think people get so lost because we think that it's about music and movies all the time. But for me, I think mine is words. I create very much through podcasting and lives and, you know, in my parties and you do as well. And other people on TikTok are showing us this beautiful creativity through pottery, which I mean, I will watch the shit out of that for some <laughs> ASMR, you know, but it's just like, I'm not, I'm probably not going to buy it because that's not my thing, but I will support you and I will love you from afar and, that's energetic exchange, which is so much better than money when we just get rid of that shit. True. True story. True story. Yeah. So sorry. I'll come back from the woohoo. I'm here. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) But you know what I mean? But, you know, talking about, you know, learning and listening and speaking and all those things, like the next step becomes then action and application. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like I said, that's sort of, that's, that's why I wanted you on this on this particular episode because, like I said, you do that on an, you coach people, and you're constantly learning and speaking on an individual basis, and I think it would be interesting to hear how some of those those concepts, you know, how easily they can be applied to society as a whole, and yeah. what we can do, you know, from a a racial standpoint in this country because there's still there's still a very large divide um, when it comes to race relations. Like it's 2022. I'm 36 years old. 
I in no way, shape, or form have been through what, you know, my parents went through and mm-hmm. my grandparents. And But there's still things that, you know, I see and deal with on a maybe not daily basis, but on a somewhat regular basis that these things are happening. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm blessed to live in an area. I'm... I don't care how I word it. Um, I, I'm blessed, I think, to live in a small area where, as quiet as it's kept, the racists are known. Oh, yeah. So there's not a lot of mystery in certain situations. Um, we like to pretend that things aren't happening, but there's an underbelly of the world here that there are people that very much know what is happening. And I think at times that makes it easier to navigate. At times it makes it more difficult to navigate. Mm -hmm. But, you know, either way, it's there. In some way, way, shape, or form, it needs to be addressed. Yeah. You know, if you don't address something, it never gets any better. That's, you know. History repeats itself. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so, you know, I sent you the outline uh, yeah. you know, of sort of what I was thinking and, you know, I guess I want to hear your perspective, you know, as a person and then sort of as a coach on how to attack, you know, and deal with certain aspects of racism and inequality and just growth, you know, mm-hmm. of what we can do, you know what I mean? So like, and so, and I hear this a lot and you've actually reached out to me a couple of times and asked me questions, you know what I mean? About, you know, what is racist? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. where you're in a situation and it's like, is that, is it racist to say this? Is it racist to do this? You know, what is this kosher these days? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what can I say? What can I not say? What can I do? You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. So one, I'd like to hear, you know, any situations where you've been in or any thoughts that you have where you've been like, huh, can I do this or should I say this or, you know, whatever. And then what's a good way to get over that hurdle and how to, how to, how to figure out how to navigate that line or what to do with the line? Yeah. So I'll do my best because this is a tough one. Um, But I think I have some word vomit to come out of this because it's all intertwined with each other. So I'm, I'm not innocent from making a stereotypical joke amongst friends of color and amongst white people. Um, and I know that when it comes to personal development and change, it's hard because it, there definitely needs to be things change at a global level, a regional level, your community level, and people of color need our help so badly because we have just come from a place of entitlement and uh, the hardest to reach are white men, straight white men, They because they of course also benefit the most from the privilege. So it's difficult to crack all of that, but when you look at it from that, it feels daunting anyway. And then it feels almost selfish to say that the answer for Rachel at least is that you have to do the individual work because I can't go out with a cape and try to diffuse that tension without even experiencing it first and foremost, but to backing it up with the work that I've done for myself. And that is what I try to kind of put the focus back into because 
it's a lot of pressure to be, you know, viral. And that's not something that I have any desire to do. I have seen what that does to people. And I just had this conversation with my husband the other day because we were doing like a couple's kind of question thing. And the question was, would you ever desire to be famous? I think that I used to think that I did. And not consciously, like on a subconscious level, but I don't. I've seen what that does to people. I would love to be well known and respected. And I think that's different. So when people see that, they they want a part of it. They want your energy is what they're actually after. They, they don't want any, they don't want your lifestyle. They don't want the car you drive. They think they will because then they'll make them feel the way that you look like you feel. But when you have the audacity to show up every day for yourself and choose a better feeling when you could choose the hurt and rejection that was programmed into you from a, a previous memory. That's the hard work every day because when I have the ripple effect within myself, then I make every decision that way. And that takes time and practice, of course. But then when my children see me doing that or my husband sees me doing that, I don't have to ask or tell him to change. He can see within me that I'm a better, happier person. And he either gets on board because he wants it too, or he gets jealous because he don't like it and he gets out of the way. And that'll be true of everybody, not just of your inner circle, of course. But that's the ripple effect, right? Is that if I ripple effect to my kids and my husband, they'll take that with them when they go to work. They'll take that with them when they're having hard conversations with their straight friends, whatever, whatever. But that's where it starts. It has to start with us individual before we become collective. And um, to kind of come back to that with where is the line, what can you say, what can you do? It, I think that they do, those go hand in hand because when you're confident with who you are and your values and your beliefs and you're open to letting those shift and change when you learn new things as you should until the day you die, then you can be okay with, whoa, oh, I didn't know I stepped over the line. Uh, and then you're more adamant about making sure that you are purposeful about, I don't want to step over the line. So what do I choose to do? So just as an example, you know, have I, like I said, have I made stereotypical jokes? You're damn right I have. But I have also learned, I've, I've noticed recently that when those are said around me, it is, it's automatic now that my voice goes, you can't say that anymore. You can't do that. You can't say that. Any, and, and it's not necessarily harsh or degrading to the person because it's probably somebody that I love but if I say you can't say that anymore you know they're gonna go oh yeah you're right you know like it's not I mean in three to five years from now it's gonna be harsher it's gonna be knock your fucking shit off and it will also of course it depends on the varying degree of assault you know what I mean yeah. um there I remember recently just really quickly there was this guy was honking his horn at a woman. This wasn't racially motivated uh, because she was on a bike and he wanted to get around her. And I was walking with Olivia across the street so we could hear them. And he like screamed out his window something terrible at her. And she's like, I can't go because of traffic. And instinctually, I was like, Jesus Christ, man, lay off. And I'm like, whoa, who the fuck do you think you are? But, <laughs> but you know, but that's what happens because then you start to become that force for good. And in God, universe, whatever you call it, it, it doesn't let you retract and in fear anymore because now you know that you're leading with the right thing you'll be taken care of you don't have to be scared anymore because it's the right thing to do right you know very 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 true um and you know what i mean and you talked about you know making stereotypical jokes like the thing here, here's the thing about stereotypes is um i'll say this i'll say this black people me as a black person, what I have seen is we don't, we only, we only get upset, obviously, because that's, we get upset over negative stereotypes, mm -hmm. but we don't complain about the positive stereotypes. 
Right. So, I mean, like, if I can give an example safely, it'd be like if somebody was making fun of your name or your hair, boy, you better watch yourself. But if it's like, we know you like chicken, that's kind of okay. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> well, well, that's, that's a, the chicken thing. That's a whole different thing. Like, true. That is, that is, that is also actually rooted in racism, unfortunately. Yeah. Which, yeah. well, that's, that's the kind of thing. Okay. So, three, three, Three degrees of stereotypes. Ooh, yes, please. Okay. So there are the obvious negative stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, black people are lazy, absentee black fathers. Yes. You know, black welfare moms, you know, those kinds of things. Like, obviously negative. You know what I mean? And yeah. then there's, to me, there's the confusing stereotypes that black people love chicken. It's like... Who the fuck doesn't? <laughs> like, how did chicken become a black thing? Like, literally, literally, unless it's marketed as such, unless it's like an actual vegan or vegetarian yeah. restaurant, if there's a yeah. restaurant that you can go into, you can order some form of chicken. Right. It's going to be more available than beef even. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like pizza joints, Italian joints, Chinese joints, Mexican, anywhere you go, you can get chicken. But so I don't know, you know, same thing with like watermelon. Like who the fuck is out here not liking watermelon? Why is that a black thing? So it's like, those are like the confusing stereotypes. Like, why is that a black thing? And then there's the positive stereotypes. Like black men are good at, you know, black people are good Mm -hmm. at sports, you know? Yeah. Black men are well endowed. You've never heard anybody complain about that stereotype. It's like right. somebody, you know, oh, you're black. You must be. Ha, ha. You've mm-hmm. never seen anybody stand up and be like, hey, you shouldn't think that about me just because I'm a black man. That, You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, we don't care about those things. But so to me, like, the thing about stereotypes and, jo- and especially like jokes, you've got to be, you've, if you're going to take, if you're going to take one, You've got to take the other. Sure. You know what I mean? And I always think back to, have you ever seen the movie, um, what is it, Guess Who? Um, I don't think so. It's Ashton Kutcher, Bernie Mac. Oh, like the one where he's bringing him, like he's dating his daughter or something like that. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's the white guy, you know, coming to the black family and, you know, to marry the daughter and all this stuff. And they start this conversation at the dinner table. It's Ashton Kutcher, the one white guy, and it's his fiance, her sister, parents, aunt, you know, mm-hmm. like eight black people at this table and then Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And something came up about somebody saying, telling a black joke and they ended up egging him on like, what was the joke that they told? And he told the joke and it was like, tell another one and tell another one and tell another. And they're cracking up, dying, laughing at all these jokes he's telling. And then he gets to the one that was like, then he, he took it too far. Uh-huh. And then everybody looks at him like, you motherfucker. Like, uh, you've been telling him to tell the jokes for 10 minutes. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. You know, but here's the thing about that is just like anything else, you know, there has to be a, a it's, it's all about personal connection. Yeah. Like. There, you know, there's things that you could probably say to me that I'm not going to give a fuck about that another black friend that you have, that's a friend that they have a different 
a different outlook and a different opinion that it wouldn't be okay to them. Absolutely. You know, that, and neither one of those things would you probably say to a complete stranger that you've never met. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's just, you know, it's all about, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to treat people like people. Individuals. Yeah. If you treat them like a person before you treat them like a black person or before you treat them like a white person, you're already on the right track. Right. You know what I mean? And because, and you see that with, you know, all varying groups of people, you know what I mean? Like black people have the N word that Mm -hmm. we say, but then we kind of get upset if some white people say it, but this guy over here, he's cool. We've known him long enough. He can say it, but he can't say it because we don't know him or, you know, it's still pretty individualized. Yeah. Women, women, the female version, you know, the B word. Uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like I hear, you know, I, if you sit around, if you listen into a group of females, you'll hear it. You know, the same thing with black people, you know, you know, bitch, this bitch, that bitch, that, you know, but, if a man says it, now it's a problem. It's like, whoa, yeah, you yeah. can't call me that. Who you, you know, Yeah. who are you talking to? You know, but. Yeah, I mean, because that's what it dials down to is that language is so confusing because it's language, right? I mean, like, again, the woohoo side of it is that spelling is spells. We put spells upon ourselves depending on the kind of words that we choose to use. And everybody knows that we all have intention behind inflection and behind the words that we're using, unless, of course, we're autistic and we can't read social cues. So it's just, it's, it, it frustrates the crap out of me when people act so asinine behind, like, okay, whatever, you're going to deny critical race theory, you're going to deny that we should be, like, reparations, whatever, whatever, but you can't get on board with even, like, wiping the slate clean, like you said, and treating me like a human before you see anything going on that. No, because these people, again, have been brainwashed into the system that thinks, they think that it's going to benefit them and only them forever, so they have to keep this facade up that they have something to be fearful of. That's what it is. They don't know. They don't know it's about fear. They're going to lose their well-being and way of life, and they can't even fathom coming down to our level. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing. Like, that's the, that's the first thing, is to think that there's a level to come down to. Correct. Like... Like, why, why, why do you automatically assume that you would have to come down to my level? Like, obviously, and that's what should be, you should be bringing us up with you, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but like I said, and like you said, you know, I think that's the thing with like, where we were talking about, like, what's the line? What can I do? What can I say? You know, all the, you know, things like things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I really had a thought. I had it. It was like. <laughs> It was there <laughs> and it went the fuck away. I don't know I've where it went. Um, the more you focus on it, the farther it's going <laughs> to run. I know. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. I like, I had a, I had a real thought. Like I had words to say and everything. Uh, okay. It'll come back. It will. It will. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll move on and then we'll circle back to it when it does come back yeah. to me because yeah. it will. Um, fuck it. I don't, you know, I don't know, but here's the thing is like, you go, go, go out into the world and it's just, there's so much there. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, there's so little there, which is, which is odd because it's all about perception, intent, 
intent, that's where I was going with it. That was oh. the thought that was the thought I had with like what can you say and what can you not say? It's yeah. what is your purpose in saying it? Yes. And if you're confident in your purpose in saying it, that, you know, I think that really determines where the line is. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle is they're not confident in what they're saying and why they, why they are saying it. You know what I mean? So if you know, if that's the first thing is you have to be confident in who you are and how you feel about people or a group. It goes back to that individual work. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, because if you're doing the work, then you know that everything is that's external is material. You don't take it with you when you go. And so when you start to become more secure with pausing in this moment, are my needs being met? Well, I've got clean air running through my lungs. I've got even a glass of water. Not everybody has that. I have this warm house. Not everybody has that. I have this comfortable chair, this internet connection. Not everybody has that shit. So I'm beyond my basic needs being met. So I should be able to take a couple of deep breaths and ask my nervous system to calm down. I shouldn't be in fight or flight or fawn mode because this isn't a primal world where the dinosaurs live even though you said that that's going to happen through jurassic park last time it's not so i just need to take some deep breaths and just like realize how how abundant i really am and that's 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 the work that's the work yeah you know what i mean like if you do the work and you get to the point where it's like okay i know where i am so i can Mm -hmm. look around and see and i can move forward and right when i move forward if i encounter an obstacle I can stop, see an obstacle, and figure out the way to navigate around this obstacle. Do I need Correct. to? Do I need to knock it down? Do I need to go over it, sidestep it? You know. Do I need to ask for help? Yeah. yeah. Whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and just fucking move forward. You know what I mean? You know, because yeah. we were talking about you know seeing people as people, because everybody, everybody has their own ticks and quirks and whatever it is about them that they may not like and you have to learn that what this person likes and doesn't like isn't going to be the same that as this person likes and doesn't like and so forth on down the line you know what i mean right i know people um had a had a friend from high school who passed away um years ago but she you know she had two nicknames and both of these nicknames were family nicknames. Like, if you weren't literally, if you didn't live in her house, you didn't call her that. Right. Point blank, period. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you knew that, that you knew that's what she was called, but you also knew that you can't call her that. Yeah. And it's not like these names were, like, rude or, you know, inappropriate. That's just, no, that's what my, that's what my family calls me. You don't call me that cool. I respect that. You don't, you don't want to be called that. Won't call you that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, but then it, it seems like it's that easy and it really is right. I have zero qualms about ever being able to use the N word in my life. I, I, it's not going to make me feel like I am missing out on life. If I don't ever get to scream that at the top of my lungs to somebody, but somebody else hears that and goes, how dare you think you get to tell me what to do? This is my life, my reality. I get anything and everything I want. And it's like, Whoa, seriously, like that's a, it, it's crazy stupid that that's how silly it really kind of sometimes comes down to, but it does. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? And it's like 
Dude, yes, it is America. You have every if if you feel it in your heart that strongly that yeah. it is that important for you to say the N word, go right ahead and do it. But you're you may you, encounter your you, actions have consequences. Yeah, you <laughs> may very well encounter somebody who feels in their heart that when they hear that word that they punch somebody. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the consequence you must deal with. You, you better hope and pray that you got somebody who did their meditation this morning yeah. and understands that that is about you. Yeah. But good luck. Yeah. You know, you can, <laughs> I mean, you can say it, you can say it for years and years and years and nobody has a problem with it. All it takes is one and now you yeah. got a black eye. Yeah. You know, exactly. Or, or broken nose or, or whatever the case. But, yeah. you know, but that's the thing. It's like language. Language means so much and not enough people, I think, take the time to understand like what language can do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, me and I went with Brit and I'm, I didn't go with them. I met them there, which was part of the conversation that was being had. Um, it was a few years ago, several years ago, God, um, what were we doing? We were going to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch mm -hmm. a basketball game. And it was going to be me, Britt, her sister, and her mom. Yeah. And I don't know what I was doing, but uh, I, think I was somewhere. I wasn't going to go with them. I was going to meet them there. And I was late because I'm always late because that's just <laughs> the kind of person I am. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And not long before the well, – We'll, we'll just we'll just stay there. Um, so the three of them are there, and either her sister or her mom asked asked Brittany, "Is like, hey, you know, where's Noah? I thought he was gonna be here." And she was like, "He's late. He's late, like always. You know, he's on CP time." <laughs> and her mom just kind of looked at her like confused, and she's like, "What's CP time?" And she was like, colored people time. And she's like, Brittany, you can't say that. You know, like, you can't say that. And it's like, he's the one that taught it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, black people, you know, black people do have a tendency to be late. Like, it's, I don't know why. You know, I don't, I don't understand it. But that is, that's one of those stereotypes that's sort of based in some truth. You know, yeah. that, you know, black people, you know, we operate on CP time. And it's like, that's the kind of thing that once you're comfortable with yourself, you can, you can be comfortable with knowing that that's not going to be offensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Because the intention again was just to like poke fun. Like we know, we get it. We get it. We love you anyway. Yeah. 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 I get that. You know, but so... Year 2022, moving forward, um, what are some things that you see in the world that, okay, that you see that's like from a race, from a race perspective that you see happening, um, be it movements or, you know, things on the internet that you're like, hmm, is, you know. Is that a thing or is that, okay, I'll, I'll switch that around. <laughs> I'll switch that around because I think it's more my thought and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Or, gotcha. Yeah. So, the all right, all right. 
that was the first part of that conversation that we had. Hope you all enjoyed it, and we will pick it back up next week. We'll basically dive right in. I'll give you an intro again as well, so that if people that missed this episode, if next week's the first one they listen to, they can understand what's going on and why it seems like we're picking up in the middle of a conversation, because that's exactly what we're doing. But if you're still here, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the first part of that conversation. Come back next week for part two and the end of that episode. And until then, in the meantime, in between time, like I always tell you, if you knew better, you'd do better. Peace.